Hey friend, this is Ryan Thomas. We're so blessed and grateful you're listening to On the Road and supporting Faith Radio. You are quite simply the best and we appreciate you so much. Enjoy the show. Discovering stories of courage, determination, and hope. Welcome to Faith Radio's On the Road. Now, here's Ryan Thomas. Well, in a holy week unlike any other, our social distance doesn't have to take away our worship. In fact, Cody Carnes believes these stunning days are just the kind of time God can use to do extraordinary things. Cody is the worship leader, songwriter, and recording artist behind songs like Nothing Else, Run to the Father, and Christ Be Magnified, each featured on his new record, Run to the Father, just available wherever fine music is sold or streamed. And what a treat to have you here today, sir. Welcome aboard. How's the day treating you? Doing all right. You know, uh, we're quarantined in our house, as, as everyone else is right now, and our kids are just uh, fighting cabin fever and running around like crazy. So if you hear them scream at any point in this interview, you know why? Because we're all quarantined and every parent at home can understand. So I don't even feel like I have to explain, you know, in some ways it's funny because I hear people saying, man, I was really praying for a break. (laughs) So I guess it just depends on how you look at it. You know, some days, some moments feel like it's a gift and some moments feel like uh, you're just ready to, to just live normal life again in the sense of just, being with people and going to restaurants and going to church and, you know, so uh, it definitely has its ebbs and its flows, but we're trying to, we're trying to get as much good out of it and our family as we can and uh, enjoy the time with our family. Are you naturally more of an introvert or an extrovert, sir? I'm introverted, so I'm doing just fine (laughs) as far as seeing people on FaceTime every now and again and things like that. I'm doing all right. (laughs) Understood. Well, digging into it just a little bit more, I know the music industry, like so many others, has been hit hard by this and the canceled shows, the gigs. But on the other hand, you and your tremendously talented wife, Carrie, have been doing the live video thing on social media and connecting in new ways. Give us a sense of just the ups and the downs of this from that perspective for you guys. Yeah, you know, um, Touring is one of the main things that we do, especially financially. That's one of our main sources of income for our family and the families that travel with us, the guys that travel with us. And so, you know, there's times like that where you just, you really have to trust God in those situations. And, you know, Carrie and I have, we've been in other situations in our lives. We've had to trust God and we've seen God come through and work miracles in those situations. And we're praying that this would be the same thing. And, um, you know, uh, so it's definitely like shaky for everyone involved, um, everyone involved in any kind of music industry, really any industry. I mean, everybody's shaken. And so you come to a point where you have to just say, okay, God, like you have to come through. And God's so faithful to do that. He does it in ways that we often uh, don't expect or can't even explain. Um, But, you know, I think a lot of times an impossible situation is a setup for God to work a miracle and God to do something only he can do. And so we're just believing for that and, and watching that happen to, to friends and family. And, um, 
yeah, and you know, we're doing videos from home. We we're doing as much as we can to resource the church, and we just released something recently uh, to churches where we recorded two live worship sets at home and uh, are are releasing them online just for churches to use in their streams if they want to. And so, you know, churches can have us lead worship and give their team a break for a week on this new kind of crazy streaming uh, thing that we're all having to learn. And so you can find all that on Carrie's website. Um, It's called church stream and uh, that's available for anyone and everyone to use at their churches. That is such a cool idea. Thank you so much for telling us about that. He, and you talk about church services. I mean, we're we're sharing in this holy week together in a way that we never have before. You know, not physically mm-hmm. together, virtually linked. Maybe some of us doing the drive-in parking lot service, but mm. you're someone who talks about your whole purpose as a worship leader, as creating a space for us to connect with God. How do you think we can continue to do that, Cody? How can we worship this Easter when we're not sharing that physical space? Yeah, you know, I think um, my my heart really goes out to the person who may be isolating at home by themselves, you know, because I think about in my situation, you know, I think, well, I'm going to be with my family on Easter. And in a that 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 situation is very sweet and it's very you know, uh, we're obviously going to be watching our home church's stream and we're a part of that stream. We recorded some stuff for that. Um, And so we're going to be having church virtually with our church and we're going to be having church physically with our family and our home, you know? And I think for those situations, it's very, it's very amazing actually that God is meeting with us in our homes, that we're encountering God's presence in our home. And I know for there's possibility that our culture got away from that a little bit, that we became so focused on the big events and the conferences and things like that, which are all amazing things that, that happen and they should continue to happen. But uh, I believe that God's kind of reinstating the encounter with him in, in our home again, you know, and that anytime we do gather together as a large group of people, that it should just be an overflow of how we're connecting with God and meeting with God on our own in our homes. And so, I don't know, I think it's significant uh, that this is happening over Easter. I think God's up to something. I think God, uh, I don't believe that God planted this virus to bring harm at all, but I do believe that God uses things that happen to do something that is good, do something that is advancing his kingdom. And, you know, a lot of people are having to question the state of their soul right now. You know, when you, when you take away all the busyness and when you take away all the things that we can we can distract ourselves with and you make us just stay home. <laughs> you make the world just stay home. You really have to kind of settle and, and look inward and look at what it was, where's the state of my soul and what am I putting my hope and my trust in? And I yes. believe that God's shaking things up. You know, all the things that were built on the sand, God is just kind of shaking them all right now and, and allowing people to find their hope in Jesus and, build their house on the rock, you know, because the people that aren't shaken in this time right now are the people that have their hope anchored in Jesus. You know, we may be scared and we may be, we may have fear of the unknowns and that's okay. But ultimately our soul isn't shaken because we know we have hope in Jesus. So man, I believe this Easter is going to be a massive, a massive awakening of people coming to know Jesus. You know, we're seeing churches that are streaming. We're hearing reports of people are streaming church by the hundreds of thousands at some churches, you know, Mm. where that church was, was having maybe 10,000 members, you know, in their church. Now they're seeing 200,000 people stream on their, 
that's I mean that's wild. We may see people go to church more this weekend than they ever have before because they may have been afraid to walk into a church building. But now that they know that church is being streamed online, uh, who knows how many people are going to be presented the gospel this weekend and accept Jesus. And so I'm ready. I'm expectant for something really amazing and miraculous like we've never seen in our lifetime before uh, to happen. My goodness. Well, thank you so much for that fresh perspective. That was so hope-filled, and I— I I feel uh, I feel a little bit convicted that that I wasn't already there, but thank you so much for oh. that. I really appreciate it. <laughs> awesome, welcome. Well, uh, the the new record, the brand new record, is called "Run to the Father." We're talking with Mr. Cody Carnes, worship leader, songwriter, recording artist, and the song itself, the single "Run to the Father." This is such a journey of a song, sir, and the the language mm-hmm. of the chorus really grabs me. My heart needs a surgeon. My soul needs a friend. So I run to the mm. Father again and again and again. I love that prescription, sir. Where did that come from for you? Mm, this came from just a uh, revelation that I, I have in my life, just of God as a father personally to me and really uh, how how near he is, how close he is, how how concerned he is with every little detail, how much he will often just speak wisdom and speak life and speak affirmation, you know, um, over us, his children. And, you know, I've experienced that personally in my life for a long time. I remember, uh, man, being a teenager and starting to lead worship and, you know, I would prepare for that worship set. I would prepare scriptures that I felt God laid on my heart and prepare songs and, I'd go out and lead those songs and lead those services. And, you know, I remember multiple times, you know, coming off stage and hearing just God, the father, his voice just saying, I'm so proud of you. You said exactly what I wanted you to say. You did exactly what I wanted you to do. You know, just getting that affirmation from him as a, as a father. And, you know, there was as, as, as great as my father raised me, there was still gaps, you know, and certain things that that he just wasn't equipped to teach me. And I've seen God fill in those gaps as a father. I've seen God really just speak wisdom to me as a husband. And, you know, when I got married and how to, how to, how to navigate certain situations as, as a father, you know, with my kids, how to navigate certain situations. And so I just know God to be a really good father. And this song really came out of a, a time in my life when I was experiencing that a lot, just with um, having a bit of a rough, rough patch in my relationship with my own father, my earthly father, and seeing God just fill in those gaps. And, and um, you know, I, I started this song with a couple friends, Matt Marr and, and Rand Jackson, and, and we just got on this topic one day writing together about what's about the father. And, you know, it just came pouring out of us just, our experiences. And I I love those lyrics because they really do in my mind portray, you know, my heart needs a surgeon. Like God is so a surgeon is so like, he's so for, first of all, like near to your wounds. And he's also such a specialist in healing those wounds. And that's really what, what God does, you know, and, and my soul needs a friend, you know, and that's, God is such a friend. He's not this distant religious figure. No, he's, he's alive and he's, He's moving through his Holy Spirit and he's close, you know, and, and, um, so man, I just, I really pray that this song just helps people see how, how much God cares for them, how, 
how close he is, how near he is, how much he wants to walk hand in hand, step step by step with us in every situation of our lives. So you gave us a sketch there at the beginning of that answer of just a little bit of how vibrant those lines of communication are that you have with God. And I cannot resist asking you this. I don't think you can blame me for asking, asking you this one. You have said that the vision for the message of the album came from God in a dream and that Johnny Cash was involved. Good, sir. <laughs> I got to know about yeah, this. Yeah, it's so, it's so crazy. <laughs> God, God is really cool that way. You know, it's so... Uh, yeah, so when I was at the beginning of the process of this album, when I, before I had written any songs, before I really had done anything, I was asking God to give me vision for what the, al- the album should be. And and uh, so I, I had a dream one night that I was playing in a wedding, and Johnny Cash was a grandfather of the family. And uh, and I ended up meeting him and just becoming acquainted with him. And then I I was went from sound checking for the wedding in my dream and meeting him fast forward into the dressing room when I'm getting ready, putting my suit on with the groomsmen and all that. And I looked down at my watch and I'm like, Oh, I, I need to go get, start playing for the wedding to start. So I walk out in the hallway and Johnny cash is sitting there waiting for me. And when I, when I see him, he looks me in the eyes and he says, you need to wear what's comfortable. You need to wear what you can sing and play in uh, that feels the most natural to you. And he said, and you need to just let the songs sing themselves the way they wrote themselves and they'll land a lot better that way. Whoa. And then I woke up and Whoa. I woke up in full chills, like tears, like feeling the presence of God, knowing God was speaking to me. And my first reaction was, wow, God just spoke to me through Johnny Cash. That's like one of the coolest things I've ever experienced. And as I processed it over the next you know, week or so, I really felt like God was telling me that I needed to identify in my life what was the most natural for me as far as leading worship and, and you know, creating music. And what, what my mind immediately, you know, settled on was me at a piano leading worship, which I've done a lot in my life, especially as I was growing up learning how to lead worship and, you know, in late high school, early college years. And I was doing a lot of that, just sitting at a piano leading worship and, uh, I felt like God was like, that's that's really where I want you to, to go in this album. I want you to just to sit at the piano and worship and go back to that. And um, and so, you know, and a few weeks later, the song Nothing Else was written. That was the first song out of this, uh, you know, that was written for this this album of songs. And if you listen to that song, it really is that. It's me at a piano really just resetting my heart on God, really just re- having this moment of repentance and feeling God set me free in that moment. And, um, and so that just kind of sparked the whole thing. And Run of the Father was written a few months after nothing else. And it's, it's similar in that way, me at a piano leading worship. And so, yeah, Johnny Cash just set me up just to say, hey, just sit down and sing a song. And that's <laughs> enough, you know. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for taking the time to tell that story. That was so, so cool. Okay, and I can't resist asking this question, too. This is a little bit trite. You know, just in reference to the incredible spiritual depth of that story. But before Johnny in the hallway says what he said to you, any chance that he said first, hello, I'm Johnny Cash. <laughs> any chance at all? I wish you would have. I don't remember <laughs> okay. that in my dream. Maybe he did. That's but fair. that would be amazing. <laughs> I think I think he knew that I didn't need to know. I already knew. Who he was. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking today That's with awesome. Mr. Cody Cards, worship leader, songwriter, 
recording artist whose latest record just released called Run to the Father. You know, there is, it's so interesting to hear you describe a little bit about the journey to that song because just getting to discover and really enjoy your music in recent days, the thing that I can't help but notice, it's, it's, there's an authenticity to the lyrics and it is so conversational. Like it, it, there are things in your songs that you can imagine saying yourself. And I'm just wondering, is that an intentional thing that you do as part of the songwriting process? Because it is so approachable and so authentic. Mm. I mean, thank you for saying that. I love, I love that you feel that because it is intentional in the sense that I really just try to, I really try to not overthink writing a song um, there's a fine line between crafting a song and, and really tweaking lyrics and really making sure that it's the best that it can be. And I, I'm all about that. But then there's also a, a point where you can cross that line too far and you start, you start making everything feel like it's, it's too planned and it's too, uh, you know, too, it's a little too either poetic or, and I love poetry, but it's just too, it's too planned and too processed, you know, and, and there's a beauty in songwriting. I think when it is conversational, when it does feel like a raw moment and all these songs are written out of raw moments with God, all these songs are written out of, out of having an encounter with the presence of God and just kind of capturing a song in the midst of that, you know? And so I try to just go through really just listening with my heart, with my spirit and knowing trying my best to know what to change, what to tweak, what to make better, and then kind of what to leave raw and honest and vulnerable, you know? And, and so, yeah, it is, it is intentionally unintentional, you know, it, <laughs> it is intentionally trying to preserve what, what should be left alone. And then also trying to make better what should be made better, you know? That's great. Well, Nothing Else uh, is a track that's become dear to so many folks in recent days. The earnestness, the authenticity. There's that line there at the heart of the track. I'm not here for blessings. Jesus, you don't owe me anything. And more Mm. than anything that you can do, I just want you. Such Mm. a depth of meaning there. Can you Mm. explore the journey to those words? Yeah, that, like I said, um, that was the first song I wrote out of this batch of songs and you know that was just a time for me when I think I had been asking God for things and praying for things to go a certain way in my life and I was frustrated that things weren't being answered the way I wanted them to be and prayers weren't coming to fruition the way I thought they should you know we've all had times like that in our lives and uh, I realized that I had become so focused on what I was getting from God or what I wasn't getting from God that I really kind of lost sight in a season of my life of just his presence and his heart. And, and the fact that what he's, everything he's already giving me is given me is such a gift. And I don't deserve, I don't deserve salvation. I don't deserve his love. I don't deserve his grace. I don't deserve anything. And the fact that I have a relationship with him and the fact that he takes care of me and I'm never, I'm never in lack, you know, and, and, I just lost sight of that. And so it was really just a statement for me to go, Hey, I'm not here for what I can give from you. I'm here just for you. And it was a moment. It's a song of repentance. It's a song of recentering back to the heart of worship, you know, and, and, um, 
and that just really set me free. I, I've been I've been a free I've been a different person since the moment of writing that song because that was really just the encounter of of coming back to that, you know. And I've I've had people ask me, well, do you believe that? Do you what you're saying? Do you mean that God doesn't that God doesn't bless you? And it's no, absolutely not. I do believe that God blesses you and that blesses me and i've seen it i think what it well that song is saying is god i'm sorry that i've become so obsessed with what you're giving me and what you're not and so obsessed with i'm sorry that i've made you out to be some sort of you know um some sort of just machine that's just supposed to churn out things that i want you know i'm sorry that i've come to that place and and i want to i want to appreciate the blessings that you are giving me and and not try to um, become so focused on the things that I'm not getting. It's just a heart reset. It's really just a heart posture of God. Thank you. And I love you. And I'm so thankful that I get to have a relationship with you. You know, I loved what you said earlier about God really just communicating to you that affirmation that you're doing what you were made to do. That's such a special thing. And I just wonder too, did he bring people into your life on this journey? You know, you've been doing this uh, since young days. And did he bring people into your life that looked at you and said, you know what, you really have something there. You, you're really doing something mm-hmm. that God has crafted you to do. Were there people like that in your life? Absolutely. There, there have been people every single step of the way. I, from, you know, I, I think of people I, from my earliest memories of being a kid, four or five years old, and my this lady that taught me started teaching me piano lessons around that time because she saw something in me you know and and I think of all on the way people in church my family has been incredibly supportive I've had teachers I've had I mean, just countless people pastors um even now to this day as there's so many people in my life that constantly are affirming and encouraging and and yeah every step of the way I've had I wish I could go back and like, maybe I'll do this at some point, just go back and literally think and list all of them and like send them a special gift or a note right. or a card or, or something like that. You know, right. that would be really special because yeah, there it's, there's such an army that goes into raising a person and affirming a person that's, you know, and so I just, I'm thankful for all those people. I love to ask that question. I haven't been asked that question yet, but um, yeah, so many people have done that. Yeah, absolutely, man. Well, it's just been an absolute treat to talk with Cody Carnes today here on the road for Faith Radio, the worship leader, songwriter, and recording artist. The latest record just released called Run to the Father. And we have just a few minutes remaining, Cody. want to let you get back to uh, the situation at your house and, <laughs> and these remarkable days of quarantine. But we don't yeah. want to go anywhere without saying, where can we go to learn more about you and all these incredible opportunities? You've been talking about the live, the live worship opportunities as well as these mm. social media lives as well. Where can we go to find that good, sir? Yeah, so um, you can go to my website, CodyCarnes.com. Um, for the, for the live church stream stuff that I mentioned, that's on Carrie's website. So carriejobcom slash church stream. You can get all those videos to download. And, uh, if you're on Instagram, that's where we're the most active Instagram and Facebook. We post a lot on there and I'm just at Cody Carnes and all those platforms. And that's the best way to stay in touch with us and see pictures of our cute kids and, uh, <laughs> anything that we release 
and do we we always post on there to let people know what's going on so that's the best place to follow us well it's uh, the new music is just is tremendous stuff so conversational so authentic and you just relate to it uh, so well so congratulations first of all on the new music really thank well you. done thank you so much it means a lot now this is a very big question but just in conclusion how special is this relationship that you have with your wife Carrie two recording artists under one roof uh, two songwriters mm -hmm. under one roof to not only be able to share so much as a spouse and as a friend but to be able to really share a vocation and a ministry together I mean that's just ridiculously cool I imagine yeah it's special you know we're we're just kind of hand in hand in every part of our life we're hand in hand in our marriage and as parents with our boys with ministry and music, you know, it, it is really special. And I, I'm thankful so often I think about it, just thanking God that he brought us together and just seeing the hand of God in our lives. And um, so we love it. You know, it, it's crazy sometimes because we're constantly having to juggle parenting and marriage and work and trying to like, define those boundaries which are so such a challenge in some days you know but man we're just so thankful that god's just doing this in our lives and um has brought us together and uh it's just it's such a gift and such an honor to be to be in this with her and to celebrate her and support her and the amazing ministry that she does and um i love it well, sir, thank you so much once again for your time today, Mr. Cody Carnes. Once again, the record called Run to the Father. It was just really a treat to meet you, sir, and get to have a conversation with you today. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for sharing in the story of this latest episode of Faith Radio's On the Road. For more on today's conversation and the full podcast archive of all our episodes, look for On the Road when you visit MyFaithRadio.com. Thanks so much for listening to On the Road. Programming like this happens because of your incredible support. You can learn more about partnering financially at MyFaithRadio.com. And we'd be so glad to connect with you during the week on social media. Just search for On the Road with Ryan Thomas on Facebook. And our Twitter handle is at OnTheRoadRyan. Until next time, God bless you, my friend.